Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of the third and newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but a disconnection from our true being or soul wisdom. I am delighted today to welcome Deborah Gall, author of Synchronicities on the Avenue of the Saints, a fictional tale of a woman told by a shaman to write a story to please the ancestors, a story of the indigenous world and modernity coming together to heal the earth, or a story perhaps of bad medicine and good medicine. Hello, Deborah, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share your imaginative and very wise sharing of how spirit is guiding many intuitives to share the wisdom of spirit to improve the quality of life in these very challenging days of transformation. Well, thank you for having me, Cheryl. Uh, It's great fun for me. And for me, too. It's great to have fun. (laughs) Sometimes we all take ourselves too seriously. Well, that's for sure. Yes. Deborah. Yeah, I, I know my book sounds very heady, but I really don't take myself seriously. It's actually meant to be fun. Uh, there's a lot of humor in the book, and so I hope that people, besides getting a message, because uh, the message is important, but I hope people will just have a good time in, enjoying the read. Okay. So, Deborah, like my very gifted authors, I usually have coincidences or synchronicity with them. And over 25 years ago, like you, I was told, like like the protagonist in your story, actually, I was yeah. told that I would write three books. And while I said, I don't think so, before too, long, <laughs> before too long, I was journaling all the metaphysical, mystical happenings and have just completed the third book in the trilogy, as I was told 25 years ago. So, wow. uh, Deborah, as listeners will know, my um, guests and I share intimate stories trying to illuminate our dual nature as spiritual beings having a physical life and also of our growing awareness that we are more than our physical bodies connected by energy to every living being and that in that knowledge lies the key to allowing, accepting, surrendering all fear, trauma and suffering so that ultimately it is possible to find peace, happiness and ways to enjoy life and to use our connection to spirit bringing heaven to earth and life to life. In today's episode of Healing from Within, we will discover the theme of the novel or the coming together of modern and indigenous beliefs as a way to cure what ails us. Right now, we all know we can use more than a little bit of help. Of course, in all great stories, there is a plot populated with heroes and villains, which we're going to get to know in a little while. I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event which may have signaled to them or others around them the life and uh, lifestyle they would have as an adult. For I feel we are born with our soul's intentions and goals within us, and the life journey reflects these needs and desires as we evolve and discover more about who we are and what life is really about. 
So if you could think back to your early time. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think, you know, in, in my case, um, oh, excuse me, that's my dog uh, letting us know that she's here. So uh, hopefully uh, your listeners won't care that my dog barked. <laughs> she might do that again. Um, yeah, you know, in, in some ways I think my journey or my life's purpose was kind of a, a, a little bit delayed. Um, when I was young, I was very involved in theater from the age of five. My mom threw me on stage. She was a theater person. And I loved, dearly loved theater and always thought that that was, that was something I would do. But life took a different turn and um, I needed to make a living and the family business that my father owned. Um, he, he got ill. He needed to exit. And I found myself running a family business. I won't go through all the details, but um, I wound up uh, selling that business to DuPont, and then I ran a, whole, a wholly owned subsidiary for them. So I had both an entrepreneurial um, experience and a corporate experience. And I really didn't think I would make it back to the arts. But um, life intervened again, and uh, I was set back on a path to writing, and I'll kind of explain that now. So, Well, let, um, me, let me just say something before we go on. Uh-huh. Uh, I said we have, I always have lots of synchronicities with, with my guests. Now, my daughter was a child actress. Uh, for ten oh. for ten years, and so I put her on the stage. Actually, when I saw how gifted and talented uh, she was, and um, and now she, uh, after college, she decided that's not where she belonged or where she wanted to be, and uh, she is uh, vice president of an agency uh, that publishes books. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, that, uh, well that you know, we finds... we all take circuitous paths to get to where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. But um, in the case of you know publishing and acting, it's all storytelling, so right. they're so related. And um, I think that's why my my acting actually wired me to easily tell stories. It's kind of the same thing. Right. So I wrote the books, but I actually said to her only recently, you know, Stacy, maybe. You have some books to write too, because she probably does. <laughs> but she seems happy at this point, uh, helping other authors to get their books published. So That's she's wonderful. an agent. She's an agent for them. So let's go yeah. on to the very interesting. I love the theme of the novel and the main characters in the book, because yeah, I'm very well, interested in alternative healing, working uh, with allopathic medicine. And knowing yes. that sometimes too many uh, drugs are being used or medicines, that cause a lot of problems. So tell us about the story. Well, um, let, let me kind of go into the background of wh- how this story got born, so to speak. Um, I was going through, as I mentioned, I was in business and, and thought I would stay in business. Um, uh, I was going through a very dark time. Uh, with one of my sons who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. There's a fair amount of bi- bipolar disorder that runs through my family history, and it typically doesn't evidence until someone is late in their teens or early 20s, and in his case, um, it uh, evidenced at about age 22. And I was really going through a very dark time trying to find the right 
help for him. Um, medicine and therapy didn't seem to be working. One of the issues with anyone that has bipolar disorder is a, re- a reluctance to take drugs. They feel that there's a, a you know, flattens um, their their, their creativity. Yes. Uh, yeah, and they and, and it's uncomfortable in that manner. And so that's kind of a common thing. Um, so I was really uh, just we we were at such a place where I really thought honestly that I was going to lose him either to drugs or suicide or a state of crazy that he wouldn't return from. This this um, journey went on for oh gosh, you know. Um, a decade and a half. In any event, uh, during one of the darkest moments, I happened to read an alternative medicine book um, that talked about alternative healing for bipolar disorder. And in it, there were two paragraphs about an African shaman whose name is Dr. Maladoma Somay, who took an 18-year-old bipolar patient to live with his tribe in Africa. He um, is an, the, Dr. Somay is an elder with the uh, Dagara tribe in Burkina Faso in Africa. And the beliefs of this tribe are that anybody that has mental illness is actually a gateway to the spirit world. They're trying to get messages through from the spirit world. And because we don't understand what they're trying to say, we think they're crazy. But they're actually healers in the making. They are shamans in the making. So Dr. Somay, as I mentioned, took this 18-year-old bipolar patient to live with his tribe. Because the tribe saw him as whole and someone to be revered Mm -hmm. rather than reviled, he healed. He came back to the United States. He finished a medical degree at Harvard, and he's a practicing doctor. So I was very... That is the most beautiful thing. I have it, ever heard. In, it's in, a wonderful it's story. It's a wonderful yeah. story. Not only that, but I have another synchronicity for you. And I'm going to say to most of our listeners, I don't think there is a family out there that does not have a member who suffers from some type of mental illness. And right now, yes. our whole world seems to be suffering uh, from <laughs> a form of mental illness. So sure, love you're exactly is the answer, right. compassion is the answer, and accepting people and surrendering uh, to their soul path is the way for healing. I have a sister who passed recently who, she wasn't exactly bipolar, but she was very much, uh, you know, the way you she just, had something going on, uh, yeah, quite a bit something going on, and and for all her life, and she was uh, she graduated soon cum laude, and she was an artist, and she went out to live in California, and she she was very creative, and she had a very hard life, it didn't, and yeah. it didn't end well for her as as it did for your son, who found a great shaman uh, to help him and heal him uh, with natural love. <laughs> And the yeah. Well, um, well, you know. It, so I, I had heard this story, or I read this story, and I was very moved by it, of course. And so I wound up reading all of Dr. Somay's work and contacting him. And I ended up uh, spending a week in the Oregon forest with him and twelve shamans in the making, learning um, African indigenous beliefs and um, and ritual. 
and all of that led to the writing of the book. I, I did not, you know, my son did not get necessarily treated by Dr. Somay, but a lot of the beliefs were things that I could incorporate just in my way of being as a way to help um, my son oh, through, he, oh, he through a very he difficult time. Oh, he didn't go time. to live to there with... The no, family. no, no, he did not. No, but it was you, the, hearing this... You use hearing the, this story. You use some of the technique. Correct. Absolutely um, what, wonderful. Because, you know, mental illness, as you mentioned, and it, it's so true, there isn't a family that's that's not affected. There, there truly isn't. And today, um, you know, post-pandemic or still in the, the midst of pandemic, depending on, on, on where you're at, um, it, it, has, it has exacerbated mental illness, and I think we truly have uh, a global issue. Mm-hmm. I believe that the, the whole world is, is wired. It, we have a bipolar world. You know, we're up and down and up and yes. down, and it, it changes well, you our know, wiring. You, you know, yes, you know why? It's worse now than it has ever been because we're so yes. disconnected from our spiritual energy and connection uh, to, to higher consciousness. We live with cell phones and, and, and computers, and everyone's plugged in and everyone's moving fast, and our, our bodies and our health are being affected by all these other waves, television, radio. All, it's just too much on our, on our, our energy system. We are you're, connected you're so by right. our chakras to our spiritual life, our physical and spiritual life are connected. And you wrote this, uh, mental illness is a family disease, a type yes. web where we are truly all in this together. And the process of letting go and trusting was as much my work as his for your son. And uh, there is the truth. There is the yes. truth. It is... We, it, yeah, it is we, maybe it, to teach us to love and accept more. Maybe that's the reason we're having so much of it now. Maybe we've got to well, get beyond it. I think you've you've hit on. I mean, some of the causes is that we, you know, we we live in worlds of concrete and steel and wires, and we cannot get back to to nature and to who we truly are. And so it's just you know made things so much worse. Um, but what I discovered is that because it's a family illness, we are we all have to um, be a part of the solution. And in my case, I needed to be willing to not you know not just provide. I mean, you have to provide um, access, of course, to. Uh, psychiatric help and to drugs. I don't want anybody to think that I think you can do these no, things no. without Medicine without medicine. But appropriately, yeah, cor- are important. correct. And people but can it, go. But off. in addition, yeah, they can go off in, medicine too. Yeah, if, it, if in addition, better, though, you know, I'm sorry, Cheryl. Go ahead. The, uh, me, many medicines have many side effects. You show that in your book, in this yes. fictional story, and it is true. And there is a time to use it, but it doesn't mean you have to use it forever. In a, certain mental illnesses, perhaps. In others, perhaps not. But it has to be That's an individual right. solution. And it has to be, uh, you have to take into consideration uh, the, the feelings of the person being medicated. Because they have to feel well if they feel sick. 
and unhappy, then it's not the right medicine or the solution. And we have to right. try many different approaches. I, I, I suggest energy healing. There's many types of energy healing treatments. Uh, sometimes it even works differently uh, than a psychiatrist works or psychology, which is a talk therapy where you're repeating mm-hmm. the story over and over again and sometimes living in the pain or the energy and then you can't get out of it. So uh, there are many different ways to approach this, but we have to be open to trying different different routes to wellness. But let's go right. on to where does the title come from? Your title is interesting. <laughs> I love your title. Uh, well, um so there's a lot of physics in the book, and I, I love physics. Um, I won't pretend that I actually understand physics, but I don't mind reading books that I don't understand. So um, I've always been fascinated by how one thing connects to another and, and the connections that seem to be random and yet are connected. And there's actually uh, a segment of physics, the study of synchronicities, that, that follows that. And so um, I was just kind of motivated to research that whole area and and to write about it. Um, when uh, what I what I noticed in my uh, son's behavior when he would experience a manic episode, he would notice all kinds of synchronicities, all kinds of things that seemed to link and to him made perfect sense even if it might not have made sense to me at the time. And so just to discover that this was actually an area of science and that uh, it is studied, I just, I just thought it was really interesting. So that's where synchronicities came from. Uh, the Avenue of the Saints is actually a coupled-together series of roads that connect St. Louis to St. Paul, Minnesota, um, and I grew up in St. Louis and had lived there all my life and did not even know that this road existed. But when I was writing the novel and I had scenes that were where the protagonist was going to travel from St. Louis to Minneapolis by car, I started looking into this and a friend who was actually a writer said, did you know that there's this, you know, highway called the Avenue of the Saints? So I looked into it, and I just loved it, and I loved what it said about the characters in these books. Or my protagonist, Noah, I loved what it said about him and, um, and how those words link together. So that's where the title comes from. How far is St. Louis from St. Paul? Oh, it's 11 hours. Oh, it's, it's, nothing, uh, it's, it's nothing you would think to do. And honestly, uh, the reason that it's kind of hidden information is that it's, it's really, you know, disconnected roads that, are, that have been linked together. And somebody put up a sign somewhere that says the Avenue of the Saints. And so it actually exists on a map, but uh, it's not used that often. It's kind of like how our brains are wired. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. After accidents, or perhaps in the case of a mental illness, by rewiring the brain, we're restructuring it, we can heal it. You know, I, I, had, a, that, I had a client. I love that comparison. That's yes, great. Yeah, I had a client who had a son who was in college who had a stroke. And, um, oh, my goodness. And I was interviewing a physicist at, not too long after, and in her book she talked about a brain injury she had and how uh, rewiring the brain was able to heal 
her and mm. other people. So it just came to me at that moment. Perhaps that's some of the work that you did with your son when you were sending in different uh, messages or energies or ways mm. of accepting and allowing him to be how he was. And I want to say another thing. You know about the spectrum. You know about um, the spectrum well, they think of it in terms of... Sure, like, autism. you know, like ADHD, yes, bipolar, yes. you mean a whole spectrum, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. all, yes. The different, all the different um, uh, characteristics of people who are wired a little differently from birth. Correct. Okay? It, it's not exactly mental illness, but the brain works a little differently than some other people. And they have to learn how to deal with it one way or another. So uh, That's right. That's and so often these people are just remarkably smart. So there's a real absolutely. fine line between mental illness and genius. And uh, those that whole spectrum seems to go together in many instances. Absolutely. You will find many, many people with very high IQs or great talents or gifts are on the spectrum in one way or another. And it's okay. We're all unique souls. And, you know, we can't be. They, they talk about diversity. Well, what could be more diverse than the spiritual Now that you're so right. But, you know, Cheryl, one of the reasons I wanted to write this story um, and, and, well, I wanted to write a novel that maybe people would read to get the same information they could read if they chose to in a nonfiction way. But, you know, many people get their information from novels. And um, I really wanted to write something that would take the blame away from a family member. There's a lot of blame you have when you have a member of the family that doesn't operate as society thinks they should. And you blame yourself. What did I do? You know, is this my fault? And the truth is there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing that you did. There's nothing that anybody did. This is how they came into this world, and it doesn't mean that they're not a fully phenomenal person. They just have to find their way. But I wanted to write a story that would take the blame and the sting from it because I think it is, we still shame people for not being um, completely part of society as we think they should be. And it's wrong. It is wrong. There's a lot, a lot of this now with this cancel culture and people having their own opinion and not allowing other people to have their... It's wrong. We have to learn to allow and accept everybody as they are because we're constantly changing no one will be the same person in the next moment that they are here if they're allowed to be open and loving and, and, and be who they were born to be. Actually, we were born with a soul mission, and we, we have to find it, and we have to allow the people we love, even if they're on a different path than us or than we would wish them to be. We have to allow them to find their way. Now, is this right. the right book for the right time? I think it is. Why do you feel this book is relevant? Well, you know, I think I mentioned before, I, I, I believe we live in a bipolar world. I'm very worried that because uh, we're so disconnected that we um, have a situation where mental illness is on the rise. And, I and think homelessness, that yeah. And yes, and homelessness will exacerbate mental mm-hmm. illness. It's all very connected. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we've got so many things we have to address. 
And one of the things we have to address as a society is how to disconnect from all of um, the the wires that we seem to be tethered to. You know, I, I made a little experiment with myself recently. I'm pretty burnt out on social media, and I thought, you know, I... I'm going to see if I can go without my phone for a day. And then after one day, I said, you know, I'm going to see if I can go without it for two days. And I worked my way up so that now I'm doing virtually no social media. And I'm finding that my brain feels better. Mm. I know that that probably sounds a little silly, but it actually feels better. I am able to increase my creativity. I'm I feel happier. It's just not healthy to be so wired uh, to the phone and social media and yeah. how people I feel, agree. you know. I agree with it, you. I agree with yeah. you. We're losing our own identity and personality and soul essence by being there. Uh, my doctor recently told me uh, to lower my bl- blood pressure because I can't take the medication. It makes me sick. To meditate mm-hmm. three times a day. I'm a healer. I can do this. I don't need the medication. Uh, there's no disease, right. but I, ha- I have to. I have to tune out a lot of the outside world, which is just for me painful. I'm an empath, and I I I, I know uh, this morale, this reality at this present time in our human development. Uh, I'm addressing it in my book, A New Life Awaits. Uh, that every soul who has chosen this physical life is dealing with some form of physical or emotional trauma. And this life mm-hmm. can offer us an opportunity to heal in so many, many ways. But we have to see what's hurting us, and we have to disconnect from it, as you just said. Yes. Now I want to thank you, Deborah Gall, author of Synchronicities on the Avenue of the Saints, for an interesting look at many of the challenges faced by all of us these days in the 21st century. For like many of us who have hoped that science and technology would bring an illumination of our divine spiritual gifts, it seems instead it has created a whole new world of limiting or untruthful ideologies that we must now overcome if we are to raise to a higher vibration of joy, love, and compassion, which is the way of the soul. To purchase this book, which shares so much of these challenges as seen by the protagonist, Noah, go to debragalgal.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have seen a brilliant, in the book, in the storyline, young physicist Noah Friedman, who is bipolar and is racing against time before the experimental drug either steals his mind or life. And he wants to stop the manufacturer, which is uh, aiming to turn a huge profit on a questionable medicine. Deborah writes... Well, there's also, before I I read what Deborah writes, there's also in the book uh, Noah's mother Sally and an African shaman, a friend, uh, Noah's friend Fleck, and a Russian Revolution-era ghost who demands Noah right an old wrong, or there will be trouble, which I liked a lot. I liked the reference to the 
ghosts. And, yeah, and, and there, there's a lot of crazy characters in the spirit. book. But, I like uh, that. All right. I, I really like that a lot. Deborah writes, after his mother Sally's wedding, a neurologist had poked, prodded, and scanned Noah one last time, determining he had suffered no permanent damage from his years on this medication. And no signs of early onset Alzheimer's. Jean Paul had already rendered, that's the shaman, this diagnosis, insisting Noah had been healed by his initiation into his spiritual practice and said, you came into this world with all knowledge. It is already in your bones. When the information is needed, you will remember. Jean Paul shared his teachings during countless hours of hospital vigil when Noah was sick. And um, uh, he acted as a talisman to keep him in this world. The sound of chanting had lulled him to sleep and brought him back. When at last Noah's strength returned, the shaman announced a trip to oversee the construction of a medical facility in Africa. Shaman and disciples said their goodbyes. Deborah and I would have you remember, as spirits having a physical life, you have the wisdom within to navigate the challenges of this physical world and the ability to create health, prosperity, and happiness with your thoughts, which transcend into reality. We also have the ability to self-heal and in learning meditation and gathering knowledge through alternative healers, energy workers, shamans, and spiritual teachers, it becomes possible to transform negativity and foster well-being, finding greater love for life. So please seek out ways to enlarge the spiritual knowledge you were born with and find peace through the truth of knowing you are a being of infinite potential. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to listen to and read about leaders, change makers, visionaries, healers, scientists, spiritualists, and educated, and educators who help us to rediscover the true nature of life, both spiritually and physically, in order to heal mind, body, and soul. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>